0: This podcast is sponsored by Australian Christian College, a network of schools committed to student well-being, character development, and academic improvement. Welcome to The Inspiration Project, where well-known Christians share their stories to inspire young people in their faith and life. Here's your host, Brendan Corr.
1: Hi there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Inspiration Project podcast, Uh, a podcast that is bringing you the stories of Christians who have been able to find meaning in their lives and expression to their faith through the things that they do and have enjoyed a measure of success in the doing of it. This morning, we are glad to welcome Brett and Kate Ryan. Brett is CEO of Focus on the Family, and it's very appropriate that he has his partner uh, in life with him. Kate and Brett, it's so lovely to have your time with us today. Can I give you a welcome?
0: Wow, oh, thank you. Thanks it's for a, having us. It's a
1: pleasure being with you. Uh, Focus on the family. Um, tell us a bit about what, what that means to you guys and what you uh, what you think the organization's
2: key. Well, Focus on the Family Australia has been part of Australia uh, for over 25 years, but many people remember Focus on the Family where uh, James Dobson was uh, the founder of it many, many, many years ago. He He's no longer with the organisation, but uh, here in Australia we've been uh, – we work in cooperation with them, but we're independent, and we do things the radio work, we do things on Facebook lives, we do YouTube clips, we have our website, Facebook all sorts of different ways, any way we can communicate healthy families and healthy relationships, and we do that um, in as many ways as well as, as possible, and we try and provide pastoral care when people are hurting and going through difficult times.
1: Thank you, Brett for that I think most at least the parents of some of our listeners will remember uh, Dr. Dobson and the, the history of that. Um, that is certainly the, the roots by which the organization is, is most known. You're in an organization that's focusing on the family by definition of, of uh, the title of the organization, but family is something that appears to be quite different for a lot of people. What's, what's family for you guys?
0: Uh, for us and our background, um, we actually have three grown sons, uh, 25, 23 and 22 and one is married, the oldest is married and we actually have a grandbaby. So that's what our, fam- our own family looks like and then of course we are speaking to all manner of different families uh, across the board uh, and it doesn't matter what they look like and um, as long as we can help them thrive.
2: And usually <laughs> you say when you hear the word family, a lot of people picture mum, yep. dad, kids, yep. Yep. but that is one image it and is. it's not the most common image now. We actually see a lot more single-parent families. We see blended families. We see people staying single by choice or by circumstances. And then we have all the issues related to family and that includes uh, sexuality includes drugs and alcohol, includes conflict, include, includes finances, stress. Mm. There's so many different variables when it comes to family that have an impact on relationships and have an impact on how people parent. And we also come. You know, like the idea of when we talk about families, your family of origin has a very significant part to play in the success of your future relationships. Uh, You pick up things by osmosis. You pick up things by observation. You pick up things by just seeing your own experiences. And then unless you make some intentional decisions and be well-informed on how to do relationships well or how to do parenting well, you Mm -hmm. tend to to the things that you're familiar with. And that's the reason why we see so many families going through the cycle of dysfunction and uh, and not living the life that God had intended. Mm-hmm. And we at Focus on the Family, we want to make Christ known mm-hmm. in every aspect as we strengthen relationships in Australian families.
1: Yeah, that's great, Brielle. I want to come back to some of those questions. I actually had, had jotted down one of the things I wanted to explore with you guys with family of origin issues. But you've, you've already uh, introduced the notion of, of the first big area of uh, thought that I want to explore with you guys. Being a conservative or known as a conservative organization, you're, I think you're right in saying people would assume that there was a, a bit of a cookie-cutter stamp yeah. of what family was or at least what focus on the family defined as family. And if yeah. it didn't meet those strict criteria, then it was something other than or less than family. Yeah. You've already been very articulate about how that can look differently. If you were pushed to say, "What? what's the criteria? What's the essential things that make some sort of relationship family? Is it genetics? Is it biology? Is it cohabitation? What are the things that would
2: stand out for you guys? Well, We would say that a family can come in all shapes and sizes and it would be nice. And the ideal would be, you know, we do have that. Uh, you know, genetic possibility of procreating in a healthy environment with stable environment, children are brought up with a mum and dad, that would be an ideal. That would be how God had intended the family to look like. Mm. But now fast forward to the 21st century, families, as we've just uh, mentioned, come all very different ways. Mm -hmm. And then you can have families that have are, are, are been adopted or, or there's fostering and there's oh, yeah. um, there's an individual who has never married but can still feel very part of a family or feel, feel very part of a community. Mm-hmm. And so family can be not just flesh and blood but mm-hmm. being part of a bigger picture. Yeah, because
0: sometimes, you know, there are family breakdowns mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily their fault um, but friends and community can step in and become family.
1: Yeah, that's good. So I think what I'm hearing, and please set me right if I'm not hearing correctly, but I'm catching a, a sense that for your understanding of family, it's more about the process of how you're relating to the people that are important in your life than yeah. it might necessarily be about other artefacts or other... Um, well,
0: animations. of course, I, I think any relationship that's worth having is built on respect and mm, love trust. and trust. Mm. Um, and so if you have those things, whether it's a close friendship or whether mm. it's a family member, um, those are the basis. Mm. Uh, somebody who loves you enough, I mean, some people say love is just you're all happy and joy
3: Mm, and, love, not and no challenge,
0: but love is a whole lot of things, and mm. one is challenging people to be their best. Mm. Um, challenging things if they see things that are damaging you,
2: mm.
0: um, and so forth. And if you've got friends or family members in your life who are prepared to risk, it, because it is a risk when you step out and challenge someone if they don't like what yeah. they hear, um, then that's true. And if it, let's preface all of that, if it's done in love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they're just saying, oh, you're being an idiot, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, well, I can see these characteristics or I can see these behaviours coming out of you or um, that you're presenting that really aren't demonstrating or showing the best for you. Yeah. Um, Could we suggest that that's probably not the path you should be taking or those people around you are, you know, bringing out the worst in
1: you? Yeah, yeah, I get
0: that. Um, Yeah, things like that.
1: So you... you You obviously got a very positive notion, or or you're you're describing the the positive aspects of family relationships and the the trust and the intimacy and the the mutual respect and regard. There are the sad reality is not just that family exists with a whole different types of um, components, but there can be people whose family aren't providing those things, even if it's a one-parent family. For sure. And it breaks
2: our heart yes. and it breaks the Heavenly Father's heart when he sees relationships break yeah. down and family dynamics are broken. And uh, and so that's the reason why Folks on the Family Australia exists. We want to mm. help repair, restore, recover, mm. um, and, and ideally prevent those things from ever occurring. Mm. So we would host marriage seminars or a marriage conference, or we talk about parenting and the various um, attributes of the early parenting and the primary age and then the secondary and then the issues related to that like social media or technology yes. or how to talk to your kids about those big uncomfortable topics like sex mm. and the relationships and drugs and alcohol and 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 mental health and we need to equip people because we believe that information is power and they're going to get the right information in a god-honoring way and if we can help that then we will have stronger families we'll have stronger communities we'll have a stronger nation if we get that right i, I
0: think too you know if one person equips themselves, it's got to, it. Takes more than one person to resolve something. So you know the, the whole notion of make or live at peace with everybody. Yeah, you can do your part. You can forgive others. Yep. Uh, if somebody else isn't going to come to the party, you are not responsible for those people.
3: Yeah.
0: And and so if you are in a position where you are working, you are. Um, changing your attitude, a lot of times we can be in a position where we're going, oh, those people are doing such and such, their behaviours are such and such. Yeah. But on the whole, it's God's challenging us to change our heart. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we do our part, uh, then God does the rest.
2: Yeah. And there are no guarantees. There are no
0: guarantees. No.
2: You can do everything right and things can still go wrong. Because of free we choice. Want, we want to be able to do everything you can humanly possible and with God's help to help people be the very best they can and obviously folks on the family in Australia we speak in both the Christian space and the non-Christian space because there's some things that are just universal but we also want to steer people to the reason why there is hope in us and our faith in God is very strong but we also speak in the secular space and you know I people do some like things with force. we do things in the in the workplace and yeah, on, yeah. and uh, Jim's mowing group, for example, yeah. and you know, talk about you know how to resolve conflict. There's yeah. some universal principles, but yeah. we are very proud of our faith heritage, and we try and bring people along that journey so we can have things with high Christian content and things with just high Christian values.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll come back to that because I think that's really important about the the nature of truth and yeah the power of truth in whatever context it's manifest or expressed. But you've been very open and very clear, even in our conversation so far about the place of God in your own, your own personal walk and life and in the life of your organization. Can I, can I invite you to tell us a bit about, how did that happen for you each? How did God become the most important
2: thing for you?
0: Okay. Well, Kate's uh, older
2: than me, so she can go first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've, I've lived a couple of years longer, so my story's longer. No, I gave my heart to the Lord when I was six.
1: Great. Uh,
0: probably in a non-orthodox way and, uh, you know, I went to watch this drama and it says, you know, they had a drawer of fire and a door that looked like heaven and said, are you going to hell and, you know, that kind of thing. And I remember mum saying, oh, my goodness, this is never going to work, you know, just because she's made a decision at this thing where she was feared, you know, the fear mm-hmm. of God into her. Um, but I have walked with God the whole of my life from oh, that moment. Wow. And there's been challenges in life, but I think we can make the choice of running to God mm. when there's tough things or running away from God. Mm. And... Uh, I made the choice because I've walked through a lot, um, a lot of sickness, a lot of trauma, Mm.
3: and
0: um, my walk with God has been a very real thing. From a very young age, I used to sit at my window and write prayers down as I spoke to God about my life. And so for me, it hasn't been a far-off God. Mm. It's been a very close relationship. Mm. So he was just my Father, my daddy, mm. my the one who loved my soul, regardless. Mm. Um, and now I'm going to cry.
2: It doesn't take much for her to cry. It's, just it's very real. Yes. Very real for her.
0: For me, he's just a faithful, loving, challenging, confronting, um, just my greatest encourager. Mm. That even you know, if I take, if I have a misstep. He'll lovingly call me back. Amen. Um, and patient, you know, patient. He'll mm. say one thing, and if you don't get it the first time, he'll say something else. Mm. And he'll go, Remember when I said that? Oh mm. yeah, that's right. A bit of a slow learner. Um
1: okay, so I, I, for I don't me. Want to interrupt your story and Brett, we'll get to your story in in a bit, but where where did you have I mean, a lot of people have this notion that an encounter with God and that the description that you gave of the the judgment, the consequence, the the danger uh, that yeah. God represented—you didn't yeah. live with that sense. You lived with a sense of of warmth and of yeah, as you describe, fatherly relationship. Yeah, how did that happen for you?
0: Um, look, I had Christian parents, um, very warm people, but you know, in that my story is quite fraught. Our family life was turned upside down when I was about 14 and that all changed. But in it, I just felt such a close presence Mm. that he was always, he he was my friend. He's promised he'd be my friend and he would never leave me. Mm. And so for me reading scriptures, and I think that's lost today in a lot of young people. Mm. Um, Back in the day, we very much learned our scriptures. Mm. And we memorised them. So they went down into our heart. Mm. And so when we walk through things, we've got this wellspring yeah. of life-giving words from our Father. Amen. And so it's... We're not out there on our own. Our Heavenly Father reminds us remember, I love you. Remember what I say about you because we've got the world coming at us. You know, there's a constant barrage of you're not good enough. You should have this. You're, you know, Christians are this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so for me, I was, I'm very much, well, He knows every hair on my head. Mm. My my name is written in the palm of His hand. Mm. He loves me that much. So regardless, of anything I do it doesn't take that away, mm. and and so he keeps loving me back. So mm-hmm. in the midst of you know a traumatic situation where I might think, oh gosh, you know, da, 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 and then all of a sudden he reminds me, he goes, "Remember, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you.
3: Yeah,
0: I'm here. Yeah, yeah whether you're on the to- whether you're on the top of the mountain or in the valley, yes, there is no place that you can go that yeah. I won't be there.
1: Yes, I think what you're describing, Kate, is an encounter with the person of yeah. God, isn't it? It's not, it's, yes. it, through his words, you, you can't help but come to the conclusion that he's a loving father when you encounter the love of the heavenly father. And oh, uh, e-
0: Exactly. And I, I just, for me as a teacher, because I was a teacher for 25 years, I remember sitting with some year 12 students and it was just, you know, as they were preparing for their graduation ceremony and so it was all the relaxed stage. And I said to them, what are you looking forward to of leaving school?
3: Mm.
0: And, and they said getting away from the rules and getting away from whatever else that was holding them back in life. Yeah. yeah. And I said, "What? you know, what, where does God fit in that? Oh, you know, it's all rules. And I said to them, can I pose a different picture for you? And they said, Sure. And I said, can you not see that the Bible is a love letter Mm. from from God? And he says, if you live in these guidelines or boundaries that I've put for you, your life is going to be so full of life. Yes. If you step outside it, there's regret And consequences. So he is lovingly telling you that if you live with me, if you walk with me, your life is going to be to the full. Amen. If you choose outside, then there are consequences. I will still love you. Yes. But there are still consequences. And even when I forgive you, you still have to live out those consequences. He doesn't take the consequences away. You have to live out those consequences. He forgives you. He, mm. he throws you into the sea into the sea of his forgetfulness. But you still have to live out the consequences. He doesn't take those away. Yeah. I get and it. so they went. Oh, we never thought of it like that. And I said, because he loves us so much, he's mm. told us how to have an amazing life.
2: Yeah, many many young him. people actually see the book of the Bible and God by association as a book of Thou shalt not. Yes to spoil my fun and, and I would use that analogy as Kate shared often is that you know we all have boundaries if we stay within the boundaries life can be great you step yeah. outside there will be consequences just yeah. like we have playing sport there's a boundary line yeah. you stay within the boundary line life can be great go outside yeah. uh, road rules there's there's all we have boundaries all around us for our good yeah and the bible and God by association is saying here are some boundaries stay within it you can have an awesome life and that's our journey yeah. we've we've been well and truly protected, not from bad things happening. No. Bad things can happen to good people all the time, but we've got something real to hand up, hang on to during mm. those tough times.
1: Well, Brett, let, let me ask you that uh, that question. How is it that you become convinced that the, the Bible is a love? Well,
2: I was very fortunate. Similar to Kate, we were brought up in a Christian home and my, my dad was a scientist, so everything had to have a make sense to him, you know, in a yeah. scientific basis. And he, he had an encounter. He was brought up in, a, in more of a traditional church and he had a personal encounter with the Holy Spirit and that was not contrary to where he was going at that time yeah. and he was asked to leave, but that didn't stop his journey. He was always an adamant reader uh, wanted to learn and study, and I used to see my dad studying the Bible or studying concordances and reading or writing. He wrote a number of books himself, and I thought if you have to do all that to be a Christian, it's not for me. Too hard. I thought, this is a nightmare. This is just not my style. And and it wasn't until he actually says, you know, you have to discover God for yourself. You have your own journey. And just to, on a little side note. Our son at the age of about 15, 16 came to me. He'd been brought up in a Christian home. I was a kid's pastor. He went to a Christian school, gone to church, and he came up to Kate and I and he says, look, I don't think I believe in God. I don't, I don't yeah. believe in the Bible. And I said, instead of running away from that and being scared, oh, of course you're going to read the Bible. Of course the Bible is real. I yeah. said, let's, let's, discover, okay. let's go on a journey together and let's discover who God is for you. And, um, and I introduced him to Rabbi Zacharias and, yeah. and other apologists. And he got to understand God for himself. And he read uh, the Lee Strobel's book, "The um, Case for Christ. It was yeah. something. He, he discovered God for himself. And I remember my dad was not afraid of that question when I was questioning it. And I thought I should do the same thing. And I'd encourage parents, allow our questions kids to question, allow our kids to doubt, mm-hmm. and allow them the journey or the privilege of that journey to discover who God is for themselves. And so as at about 18, 19 year old, I, you know, that became much more real. I, I didn't really have a significant rebellious stage. I didn't run away from God. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was a the typical good kid. Mm-hmm. But I, was, I did it because I think you had to be good. And as I discovered, it wasn't because I had to be good. It's because I wanted to be good. And I know that God cared for me. And, and I always have had a, a reverent awe of God, not a scary yeah. God, yeah. but a, a, a reverent feeling of God and how interested he is of, with me. And I want to please him. And I have a desire to please him, not because I have to, because I want to please him in every area of my life. Yeah, that's so good.
1: Yeah, we mentioned family of origin as um, an important theme um, for the focus on the family and for your ministry. And f- just hearing your account makes me think of a number of the people who'll be listening to this podcast who, who might be a little skeptical that, it, that their family of origin, a Christian family of origin, is, is the reason that they might have faith and that it's the, the, the sole reason. What would you say to kids at that stage? who were saying, well, I'm I'm in a Christian family. What choice have I got?
0: Well, (laughs) my journey is an interesting one and I'm allowed to share it because um, my dad said if other people can learn from what happened with him. um, So up until about the age of 14, we had a very, very happy home, what we thought was a very happy home and at about 14 uh, we discovered that my my dad had affairs and so this just broke our family apart. It would. And it was, you know, my dad was my hero Mm. and it shattered us, absolutely shattered us, all in different ways. Um, Each one of us, because I came from a family of three girls, and it did something to all of us differently. Mm. Um, in the end, my father left. Um, he was asked to leave. And for two years, he was away. By this time, when he left, both my sisters were married. I, was a, I had just got married. Mm. And um, he, he left my mum immediately after I got married, the day after. And in the end, this is this is where the story gets good. So my dad left, I think he lived a, a year just living his own life, you know, just continuing on the behaviour he had. Um, and then the next year, I think God grabbed him. Mm. My dad had been an elder in the church, mm. sorry, a deacon in the church, and he had a passionate faith mm. for God and my mum. And so this is... This is where it gets tricky. We did discover that he had bipolar. Right. And um, one of the side issues or one of the classic tells in bipolar is having effects mm. because they can disassociate. Yeah. And they can separate. They yeah. can. It's I definitely. love my family, and then this is happening over here. It's totally separate and then separate yeah. from faith. And it was a very, very tricky time. But God grabbed him in the second year, and he they went for counselling, etc., and they renewed their wedding vows and had seventeen years of
1: wow. That's wonderful.
0: Happy marriage. Um, before he died, my dad died thirteen years ago. Yeah. Um, and they had seventeen years of good marriage. Uh, my mum is a, a rock in God, mm. and she said he is the love of my youth. Mm. And if you know God can forgive, don't don't. Let me, you know, let me just preface this. It was a tough, tough journey and yeah. the, the book written, uh, Love Must Be Tough, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you don't get walked all over. God has a job to do in people's lives. Sometimes that means they need to be apart from their families for him to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, but it, it's not the end of the story, you know. Yeah. Trauma disaster. It's not necessarily the end of the story. We yeah. think it is. And in the moment we think it is, but I look back and, you know, it affected my life. Mm. It affected me when I went into my marriage because oh. I went for counselling when it all happened. Um, because I was like, Oh my goodness, here it was a strong Christian man and he now he's fallen and now our family's a mess. And, and so I went for counselling and I got married and not, that you know, thinking I was fine. I got married and in my head as soon as I got married it switched over and it went, oh, married, married men, Could married happen, men yeah. mm. <laughs> And so I'm like, oh, my goodness, where did that come from? Yeah. And so that affected us for quite a while and I had to go and talk to somebody about it. Yeah. And, um... Really had to work through that, and also relinquishing my parents in that, because I'd always been the peacemaker. Yeah. So I'd always been caught between, and so it got to the point where God said to me, "Do you trust me? Mm. I love your father, and I love your mother.
3: Mm.
0: You, I, I will work with them. Mm. You need to relinquish that, and it is a sin to try and be God.
1: Mm.
0: And yeah, it's not your job.
1: Hey, good."
0: And so I let them go, and Mm -hmm. that freed me. I was like a different person. So, you know, Christian families aren't all perfect
3: families.
0: (laughs) Um, God doesn't promise that it's going to be easy or perfect um, or happy even, but he does promise that he will work out his good Mm. in everybody's life if we allow it.
1: So so you you come to this. Sorry, Brett.
3: I'm you just saying
2: back. that as Kate was saying, that the whole idea of you know relying on your parents' faith, you have to actually yeah, it's own, your own it. Had Kate relied solely on her parents' faith, her journey would have gone yeah, differently. differently. Yeah. And so she had to ha- have her own faith because people are, parents are humans. Yeah. They're gonna make mistakes. And if we rely on them to be our our god, so to speak, it's a yeah. form of idolatry. We need to find God for ourselves. And that's the reason why parents need to encourage kids to discover who God is for themselves and for children to discover God for themselves, not just rely on mum and dads, or my sisters or my brothers or my grandparents. I need to find out who God is for myself. But you have to also role model this. It's not just doing the tick the box. It's actually having a lifestyle and and living that out 24-7, wherever we may be that God is intertwining our life with his life in every aspect of our our journey.
0: Yeah, I think it happens a lot in churches where if your faith is tied up with the pastor and the pastor falls, I mean, we've seen it time again, and people walk away from churches because the pastor had an affair. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's a man. Yeah. A man can fail, um, but God didn't fail. Yes, and so they walk away from their faith, and it's like, well, was your faith in the pastor or was your faith in God?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because people will fail you. Mm. That is a fact, and the, the it's diametrically opposed that humans will fail, God won't. Yeah. And so, if we build our faith on the rock, <laughs> then we're going to be all good. Yeah. But if we build it on shifting sand, on humans. Uh, we're going to be thrown every time.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think it's been terrific is each of you have told parts of your story together and, and separately that you've not glossed over the fact that it's hard work. You know, that oh, it's people, hard work. People can carry this sense that the focus on the family is bright, happy, picnic on the lawn, Brady Bunch, Walton's sort of idealism. Yeah. You know, what I'm hearing from you guys is that that's actually – not the model that you're advocating. That it's, it's not.
0: No, it's puffy. Well, We're it's,
2: not we're not we're not uh, trying to brush over and say we're not real. We want to we we yeah. um, say for example when we we're doing a marriage conference um, and we've been doing those online recently. We share our our real um, situations yeah, of Jenny. conflict, and it's usually every time we're just about to talk about conflict. We will have some intense fellowship <laughs> just before then. Yeah, we'll the table, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <hot>. Exhibit A, <laughs> exhibit B. and But we do that with humour and laughter and joy and knowing that, you know, it, we're two individuals and we're going to have conflict and that's the same with your kids. The two individuals, different think, ways of thinking, we're unique in the eyes of God and how we can work together and a successful relationship is not the absence of, of conflict. A successful relationship is is how to resolve conflict in a healthy way. Same yeah. with your kids, you know, yeah. you're going to have a difference of opinions. How do you resolve conflict in a healthy way and not yell and scream and shout and, and that may be your family of origin. That may be the way that you were role modeled how to resolve conflict and yeah. you didn't like it then, so don't continue to perpetuate that in your relationships yeah. with your own family.
0: And our relationship with God is all going to be different because of our different personalities, um, it's going to be different. I mean, I look at our son who's married and he says, we are so different in our approach to God. Mm-hmm. He's quite analytical. He's a massive reader. She's very um, emotional and drawn, a bit, a bit like me, as in this close father, you know, worshipful. Um, and, and he said, but we started different ends, but we always come to the same conclusion. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter that he's a loving God. Mm. And they both approach him differently.
3: Different they they
0: they come to him differently. Mm. They hear from him differently. and there's no right way. It's mm. just and he's made us all unique. And mm. so our relationship with him is going to be unique. and mm. no what one way is the right way.
1: Mm. can I, can I ask you you've you've spoken very uh, persuasively about the the re, the reality of relationships? Family yeah. relationships. So you, you, one of you made the comment. Which one it was? Made a comment a little bit earlier that you can do all the right things. You can take all the right steps, yeah. and things can still go wrong.
3: Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> what? Why is it? What is it about family that is worth staying in the fight for? What was it worth persevering when
2: things do go wrong? Well, we're, go talking, we're talking about <laughs> relationships. We'll just do um, husband and wife are there. The research, and not just Christian research, this is secular yeah. research, would say that couples who work through their conflict, work through their difficulties, actually come through the other side stronger, healthier, happier, and have much more fulfilled lives than those who actually choose to break up or give up very quickly, very easily.
3: And they, and,
2: they, and they may then yeah. repartner or remarry, and they tend to, Replicate the problems that they had in the first place, and it goes on and on and on. So that's in the relationship. So even just the simple truth of you know, as you go through tough situations, you become tougher. You learn from it, but your relationship is in more enriched as a result. The same thing with families. You know, we can choose our friends, but we can't choose our families. So we have to make the most of every opportunity that we have. As mums and dads, you are but stewards of your kids. They are um, a gift from God and and he saw fit that you are the best mum and dad for your kids. So be the best version of yourself in that role and take that role very seriously and and it's a privilege to do that and then your kids will benefit from that because it's your future generation and and so have an end game in mind, what type of great-grandchildren do you want to create, and that's the reason why family is worth you know, fighting for.
0: Yeah, we've got we, we we've been entrusted with these lives. Um, we've got a job to do. It's yeah. I, I think when we we just kind of go, oh, we'll start a family, and you know, and day by day, it's just kind of slip into the next day and the next day and the next day. But having a plan and saying, what do we want to see in our children? What does God want us to develop in our children? Well, he wants us to develop character. He Mm. wants us to develop in them a servant heart, a heart of loving God and loving others. Mm. And so everything we do should be moving towards those goals because in the end, our job is to develop them so that then they're ready to do God's plan for their life. And it's not for us to hold on to them. They're not ours. We have to prepare them so we can shoot them out like arrows. and. you Know it's such a privilege to do that, but but there is work involved, it's not just a
2: and it's a day to day fly days, by yeah. night, yeah,
0: it's, a,
2: it's an ongoing thing. And I, and I honestly commitment. don't know, um, <laughs> for us, it, it's very easy to say and, and take God for granted in our story, but without Him, I don't know how we would have no. navigated something real, something tangible to hold on to yeah. that has helped us with our life. And I would encourage young people who are listening to this that find God for yourself, find who he is in your life and then run after him. And then people say, well, he's just trying to spoil my fun. No, no, no. He has actually got an incredible plan for each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. We have to find that plan and nothing is ever wasted. We can go left, right. As long as we're going with an idea of God, you're in this with me. Mm -hmm. Help me learn from every experience that I have. And we know that there's heartache. We know that, you know, mums and dads break up and we, and we know that family dynamics can be fractured. We know all that but be the very best version of yourself. There are no guarantees in this world, but if you find someone who has the same values, the same beliefs, mm. the same goals and aspirations, and you run with that, man, your relationship can be fantastic and you can have a healthy, happy, thriving family. Kate and I have been married 30 years, and it doesn't feel like 30 years, no, but we fun. love, doing, guys. Um, yeah. love uh, um, life together, but we also love doing family together, and it's just yeah. a joy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I
1: was going to ask you as we as we draw to a close of the time that we had to uh, to talk about what advice would you give to somebody who was saying, well, you know, I, my family is broken. I, I don't have that. I don't have a mum or a dad that are able to be that figure in my life. Yeah. How do I make sense of that? Where's my family?
0: Yeah. Well, and, and look, that is reality, you know, across the world, to be quite honest. Yeah, and,
2: heartbreaks for that. Uh,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got friends who run Focus in South Africa and they run programs specifically for teenagers who are now raising their siblings yeah. because there's been so much death via AIDS. Yes. And, and so if you put it in those terms, um, what we need to do, and I think it is the best way is to find mentors mm. for your life. It doesn't have to be a parent. Mm. Um, if your parent isn't available or, you know, are, are in a, a very difficult situation and, and don't have the capacity right now to mm. be your voice, mm. um, but to find a mentor who's older than you, who's gone ahead of you, who is maturing God, um, who who will love you through uh, your journey, and
2: won't be afraid to challenge you, and
0: won't be afraid yeah. if you if you look for people who are always just going to say, "Oh, I want you to be happy." So if that makes you happy, they're not the people to mentor you. Yeah. You want someone who's going to want the best for you, yeah. um, and will call out rubbish in your life.
3: Yeah,
0: um, because you don't want to go down a bad track. You don't want someone who goes, "Oh, yeah, 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 that's great, that's great, have fun." No, you want someone who goes, "You know, I wouldn't do that." Because there's going to be a whole lot of consequences with that. And I encourage you to go maybe this path. Have
2: you considered? Have
0: you considered? People who ask questions so that you can search out the answer. Because a lot of times we have the answer and a lot of times we know what the right thing is. Um, But we just need the person there to encourage us to find it.
2: Mm. And I also have to say that your original question about saying if they don't have that, Mm-hmm. Don't let that be your excuse in life. I didn't have this. Yeah. You, you know, your past doesn't have to determine your, your present or your future. Dictated. You have to make a decision yeah. to move forward and don't let that become your crutch or don't let that become your excuse. Mm-hmm. I have seen some amazing yeah. young people who had a very dysfunctional background and upbringing, and they have chosen a new path, yeah. and their family has become uh, has become from outside a church community, a youth group, yes. uh, maybe some a close friend, and they have been well and truly adopted because they haven't had that experience, and they have never allowed that past to say. I don't want to repeat that and I am learning how to do parenting well. I'm learning how to do marriage well. I am learning all these new things. So don't let that become an excuse. But you have to do the hard yards yeah. and get the right information from a from yeah. a variety of sources. Yeah. And and that's the reason why Focus on the Family Australia exists because we want to be, be able to provide resources that may help people yeah. from preventing repeating those actions from reoccurring in their life. It's
0: very intentional.
1: Yeah, that's so. Good. That is so good. What what I love about that is how it pulls together the the fact that the future is is there to be made, and yes. and whether or not you came from a, a family that was rich and flourishing and all good things, that is yeah. not necessarily just going to work out unless you work at it, unless you're intentional yeah. about yeah. recrafting it. And if your family was less than that, and and didn't have everything that you needed it doesn't have to determine your future either. You can yeah, make a difference. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Brett and Kate, it has been v- very inspirational to talk with you. Um, wh- what I appreciate is the fact that the ideal of the family, the, the concept of the family is something that is a gift, a gift from a heavenly father that, that loves our, our, uh, our race and, and yes. wants the best for us. And that he asks us to take the risk of of making family a priority. Uh, I respect yeah. that you guys are doing that at, a, at such a public and such a uh, significant arena uh, for the work that you do is focused on the family. I, I pray that God continues to strengthen you for the things that he sets for your hands
2: to do. May he Thank bless you. you. If we can be of any service to anyone, they can always go to our website, which is families.org.au. Brett, that's a great idea. We we should
1: emphasize that if anyone has listened and had some reflections about what they might like to be able to do to help them and help them find family and make family, Focus on the Family is a great place to start getting some of that help. Yeah. Thanks so much. Really enjoyed our conversation. God be with you.
0: Thanks for having us.